0: Hello and welcome to the Pep Talk. You're here with your two favorite bald frauds, Sam and Jason, discussing all things Manchester City. Not feeling so hot right now, though. You know, generally for the um, duration of our podcast, we've, we've been treble winners. We've won basically <laughs> everything. And now here we are, you know, roughly six points back from the top um, and on just a little bit of a skid. So yeah yeah could it be, could be that's so great, guess. it could be six
1: points after after the games in a, in a few hours right so we're recording this just before the Liverpool and Arsenal games that are coming up so we potentially could be either five or six points behind most likely six I expect Liverpool to absolutely blitz United but yeah we're would you say we're in a crisis or would you say we're just in a bad run of form? So, this this is where it gets... So, you know, it's been a couple couple weeks since we last did a pod. I think we last did a pod after the Leipzig game. um, And we had a bit of concerns, but we said, you know, we'll win a few games from there and we'll be all right. But the performances are coming, but we're just not getting the results right now, right? So, are we a club in crisis? Are we a club that's not performing?
0: What do you think? To me... To me, because we are, I mean, okay, we are performing really in every game other than Villa, we should win. I don't see it as a crisis. Like, to me, crisis has to get bad. It has to get, like, to me, crisis signifies, like,
1: is is one manager.
0: Yeah. Well, is one win in six games not a crisis? No. No. Absolutely. Because we're, like, for, I, i'm not talking like we're, from pist- it's not like we're far and away like out of the top four like to me <laughs> that's what crisis really
1: is. <laughs> to be fair we, we need to put it in context right context of crisis of where are we falling out of the the top echelon of being in a premier league title race right so that's that's the expectation on on, on the club if suddenly the expe- expectations are are the best best we can hope for is top four then yeah may- maybe that's where we need to you know separate the wording of are we in that type of crisis that's that's where I'm coming from
0: yeah but even right now like even mm-hmm. if Liverpool and Arsenal win today we're six points off the top that's not a crisis mm. you know what I mean like that's 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 definitely not a crisis to at least to me like there's so much time left in the season what was it like twice we've been down double digits to Liverpool and come back i believe yeah and then last year close, arsenal, close, double digits close, close, later in the season close
1: to double digits i think we always had games in hand or something like that so i think i think liverpool in the 1819 season we were seven points behind at most and against arsenal last season the most we were behind was eight points and both, okay, but, <laughs> and, 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 both and that was um, much later in the season too yeah and to be fair about, both seasons required absolutely legendary runs to close the gap or win the title I should say I think we in 1819 we did we did 14 games straight and last year we did I think we won we we didn't lose
0: a game from february onwards so um yeah but we do that we, a lot it's like it's yeah. not really as legendary for city because like <laughs> we ignore season it's it was like 18 us. in a row or something yeah it's like, it's normal for us we we try to give everyone hope right <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So like to me, <laughs> that's not crisis. Like we're still in the hunt. It's not, okay. you know, if we're struggling for top four, then okay. Then we but
1: might be in a crisis. Even then, I agree with you.
0: Maybe. I agree with you, but everyone on, everyone
1: on Twitter and everyone on Reddit and everyone everywhere else is thinking that we're in a total crisis mode. I've heard pep out from people. Guys, get a grip. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hold on. Hold, on, get hold, a hold grip. on. Hold on. Get a grip. You, you said we were in crisis after Villa though. I remember that.
1: Oh, I was angry. I was more angry. It was an angry, th- angry reaction right after the game, which, which, which is why you try to avoid Twitter and that's saying,
0: understandable. Yeah, yeah, that,
1: and that's exactly why I don't say things on Twitter right after a game unless I've got a clear head. So, like after Palace, I actually had a clear head. I was angry, but I had a clear head where I can actually like look at the performance, look at the game, understand where we're at. So even right now, like. My feeling is it's not too, too bad, but we're, f- we're, we're on that fine line of we need to start stepping it up. Because like I, I I did a tweet probably about a couple of hours before we are recording this where I, where I was looking at, you know, what we need to get. Like let's say we need to get 88 points to win the title this season. We'd have to have an amazing second half of the season. We'd have to go like 17 wins out of 21 games with like three draws, right? To get 88 points right now. So... From a points perspective, yes, we need to start picking it up. But a lot of it does, does depend on Arsenal and Liverpool. And I don't think Arsenal and Liverpool are 90-point teams. But if they are 90-point teams, then I don't think we can win the league anymore this season. But I don't think they are 90 points right now. I don't, I don't think they well, are 90-point teams. That,
0: so that's kind that's, of the other thing too, though, that's is that's they the saving have grace to be nearly flawless as well.
1: Correct. Right now, the saving grace for us is they are not 90-point teams right now and haven't done anything to prove it. And If you look at even Liverpool's results, they're doing the opposite of what we're doing. So we, we've become a team now that gives up really, really late goals and late leads. We've like given up like 10 points probably in the last eight yeah. games. They're the ones that scored the late goals. They're the ones that are scoring. So they did it against Luton where they got a draw like in the 95th minute. They did it against Fulham where they scored two, two late goals. They did it against us where they scored a late 80, 80th minute goal. Like they, they've done so many games like this now, even against Newcastle early in the season, so they've gotten points at the death. But how long can you do that for?
0: Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like Liverpool, you don't really know. Like even today against United, which United's a whole other story. But like that's slapping. I could <laughs> I could see it going one of two ways. I, I don't see United winning either of those ways. But no. I could see it going one of two ways it could be like liverpool win one nothing and score in the 90th minute after uh you know just being uninspiring for 85 minutes or something like that or the other route which is also pretty likely is like liverpool just smack united like they did mm. what was it like seven days seven a nil. years seven ago nil it was last, last season Last season. Yeah, last so season. And Liverpool was a few wasn't months even ago. very
1: good last season. <laughs> it was this year, I'm pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure it was like April twenty third. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't that long had, ago at all.
0: <laughs> it's all these same players, because I remember looking back at it and it was like Cody Gakpo scored, I think, one or two goals. And like it, it, that was the that was like if, the Firmino send off because he scored one of the last goals.
1: Yep, yeah, that's right. And even if even if they if you look at the lineups that are coming up probably in the next hour um, or a couple of hours. Sorry, I think they play at three thirty a.m. my time. By the way, it's yeah, yeah they play in about right five
0: hours. <laughs> yeah, about five. Hours, plays like. in a couple hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, if you look at the lineups, right, United actually had a better team out there last season than they, they they'll put out tonight. So they're putting out Johnny Evans and at centre back. You just know how that's going to go today. So I, I'm, exp- I'm, look, look to me to me in reality, this game is a win win no matter what. If they draw, I'm happy because it's United drawing and Liverpool dropping points. If United win, it's like oh, Liverpool drop points, good for us. We, you know, the Crystal Palace game basically we gained a point on them, right? And if Liverpool slap United, like I'm expecting, I can laugh at United because I lost another game. So <laughs> it's just you can't lose this. You can't lose in this fixture.
0: That's how I look at it. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, um, but I guess my point is like you're right. Arsenal, I think, have probably looked the best in their performances outside of City. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of their performances. Liverpool... Liverpool getting the feels, results. Yeah, Liverpool feels a little more fluky to me. Arsenal... Yep. But also, like there have been times... Arsenal is still inconsistent. They still seem very emotional, right? And
1: mm.
0: now that they're in Europe and they're in Champions League, they're not... Really, that much deeper than they were last year. So, I think that's going to hurt them. Um, because, I mean, they still had Europa League last year, but it's not the same as Champions League. And they were able to essentially cruise right through their group stage. So, I think um, it's definitely going to test their mentality once they're in the round of 16, for sure. Yeah. So, there's that as well. Um, the, the, yeah, look, there's I, a, yeah.
1: There's so many factors that, like, and this is where, like, I've had people say to me, no, we're not in a title race anymore. And it's like it's so early. There's still 21 games to play, right? It's
0: more than it's half literally Six to play. points potentially. They they could both draw today, and we're four points off the top. Correct, right? So it, a lot of it depends on their results. There is
1: the factor that we need to look at Liverpool and Arsenal, right? There's two teams that you need to constantly look at, and they're going to play each other twice in the next two months, right? So they play they play each other between now and February, I think, twice. So they play Anfield. The next week, right after they play, after Liverpool plays United, they play Arsenal, and then yeah, Arsenal, so somebody's
0: dropping points.
1: Correct, and then Arsenal plays Liverpool again at the Emirates in early February, right? So, and Salah will most likely miss those, miss that game. So I think Afcon runs from the tenth of January. There's another thing a lot of people forgetting: Afcon and the Asian Cup, which we don't have any players attending, um, either either competition run from the tenth of January all the way to the tenth of February right, if Salah's team in Egypt makes the final, he misses the whole month. He misses four or five key games, right? And that includes the Arsenal game. So let's say say Liverpool beat Arsenal next week at at Anfield, which they should because it is at Anfield, right? They should beat them. But if they don't and they get a draw, for example, we've got time to catch up. We, We do have time to catch up. There is positives there. And then you also have to look at the positives of, we do have Kevin De Bruyne coming back in a couple of weeks. We do have Harlan coming back in. We do have Doku coming back in. John Stones is going to be coming back in and, and playing a lot more. And I think this is what ties into, into the next thing on the agenda, right? And all these issues that we're talking about. So, we, right now, the main issue for me is like we're just talking about that we're doing good performances, but we're not getting the result. And my issue right now with the team is it's like we play 75 minutes or 70 minutes of good football and then we panic for 15 minutes. I don't think it's complacency. I don't think it's complacency. I don't think if you look the way City played yesterday, I don't think it was complacency at all.
0: Let's get this uh, discussion out of the way about complacency. I
1: I think I thought it's panic rather than complacency. We're panicking at the end of the games and it's strange. It's so strange
0: anybody who thinks that like because i've heard this a lot it's like oh city's complacent after you know a treble in in three premier Mm. leagues in a row and et cetera et cetera that's just not true like when you look at the performances they're there right if city's levels dropped off massively from last year i'd say yeah i'm sure it's like it's natural to set in and this team has not set in like we, met, we lost multiple key players from last year, and we're still not having a good run of results. But when you look at the performance, we dominated Liverpool, we dominated Tottenham, and we, I mean, we dominated, yes, so we we're dominating, we're we basically even the go- only team,
1: what is it? We should have even got the result against Chelsea, even though we didn't dominate them and they, and yeah. they like it, it was a back-and-forth game. We should have got the result. But we still
0: there, outplayed right? them. We still yeah. had way more chances. than like, that's We still should have got the result we, there.
1: If you take a it,
0: 4-3 lead with five minutes to go,
1: you need to fucking close that game. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have right now. It's closing games, right? Last season, if we took a 1-0 lead or a 2-1 lead into the last five minutes, if we took into the last five minutes we'd we'd win we'd win the game it, it was very rare that we'd come and and draw the game or lose the game the last one before this season where we had like six in a row was nottingham forest the 1-1 draw where we absolutely dominated and we ended up in a 1-1 draw
0: yeah even even the arsenal game the arsenal game was about as even as possible without Rodri. by the way city so was missing yep. Rodri, and Rodri, that was about as, yeah and that was about as even as the game could be and they get a deflection, it goes in the goal. In the 85th like, minute. In the 85th minute, exactly. So, my point is, is that, like, to me, City still look far and away the best team in the league in terms of their performances. It is just the results that are not coming.
1: And and this is the thing, right? We How long do we say that the performance is there, but the, but the results not coming. And this is where the, this is where it gets a bit frustrating for for majority of city fans, right? We're we're at that point now, right? We've won one Premier League game in six, and that one game that we won was against Luton Town, and we had to come back from one 0 down to win a, a nervy two one, right? Against a team that's coming eighteenth right now. Okay, so yes, the performances are there. Yes, we're playing well. But we seem to have this thing where we play well for 60 to 70 minutes and then we capitulate three amazing chances for the other team and 60% of those two ch- three chances are going into the back of the net. It, 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 there was an eerie feeling when I was watching yesterday's game. Around the 70th minute mark, I said, in my head, I actually said, Chris, Palace are going to get one chance on the break and they're going to score. And when they score, it's going to send the City team into a bit of a panic and that the game's going to end to all. That, that that was what was going through in my head, right? I don't know if that's me being negative or me being pessimistic because of how the results have gone the last few weeks, but that shouldn't be creeping into my head when just six months ago, none of this would have been at the forefront because of the way we were playing. You just knew that when we had a lead, when we weren't giving it up so is it a mentality problem is it a tactical problem or is it a personnel problem
0: okay so in regards to palace i was actually talking with a buddy about this yesterday and we both went back and watched the game and i do agree with you that city's been like sort of losing their heads after around 70 minutes in some games and it's just, you know, the, the game's been stretched. It's gotten more chaotic. And then, you know, teams will nick goals. I don't think that's what happened yesterday. So yesterday, like, obviously, in uh, stupid errors for the first goal. Like, from, from almost the entire back line, dumb errors, right? But then afterwards, like, City basically shut the game down. Like, it, it wasn't chaotic. It's not like, like... Palace were coming back into the game city basically had the game shut down and then just another insanely stupid error in the 90th minute. You know what I mean? So it was yeah. different than it was different than the, uh, and I would say I would lump Liverpool even with that as well. Like they, they, it's not like they were threatening and it was coming. It was like, Alexander-Arnold hit a the worldie Liverpool, from outside the box. Yeah, the,
1: the Liverpool one was a worldie. You're just looking at go, that's fair enough. That can happen. What I, what I don't like happening is giving up... So, Chelsea, we gave up a last-minute penalty. Crystal yeah, Palace, like, we gave up a last-minute penalty.
0: Against yeah, like, Tottenham, Chelsea, we, give up,
1: we give up a stupid cross that becomes an easy header. We're giving up
0: stupid chances. And but Chelsea and Spurs are different to me, because like those got chaotic. They're better chaotic. teams, and they're better teams. Well, then, they, yeah. then they got chaotic, right? Like I really felt like City shut the game down well, and we're like, ready to see this game out yesterday. And then Except then, for you know, the last five minutes. Well, not even the last It was like the last really just what Four happened. Four minutes
1: or end? three minutes. What, yeah, whatever. But, but even, even, no. Like, I get what you're saying because after they scored on the 75th minute, we took back control from the 75th minute to about to the 88th minute, right? We had complete control. I, I get you. But then again, the pressure mounted and it looked like, well, in the panic, it, it looked in, invetable what was going to happen. But so even when those situations look inevitable, you cannot give up late penalties like that. It's. No, no, that's that's
0: inexcusable.
1: Yeah, and I feel like our defenders right now are not doing the right thing. I I feel like there's there's two problems for me, right? And I think it. I think it. I don't. I can't think that it's a player thing. I think it needs to be a Pep discussion. I, in in my mind, Pep needs to a drop Walker because none of his performances have justified him still getting the most minutes in this team. Right? He started. He's played two thousand minutes. We've kept five clean sheets in 27 games this season, right? And in all the games that he's played, in 2000 minutes that he's played, we've kept five clean sheets across all competitions. That can't, that to me, from a performance level, Pep needs to drop him. You cannot keep people accountable if, if you cannot keep your team accountable when you're not dropping someone for not performing. It's not fair. Like that's this is this is the the core principle of a Pep team. You are no matter who you are, whether your name is Haaland or Kevin De Bruyne or David Silva or whoever the hell you are, you are not immune to being dropped. Right now, I feel like Walker is has become immune to being dropped. Why wasn't John so- Stones playing yesterday? Why wasn't Akanji playing yesterday instead of him?
0: Okay, so back to your original question of like, is this mentality tactical or personnel? I think it's sort of a mixture of personnel and mentality. I, so I, I agree with you in a sense. I don't think it's tactical. Like anybody who says like Pep needs to switch up the tactics and that kind of stuff, it's, I think the tactics that just are good, doesn't, personally. the tactics are great. Like really the yeah. only game that we have not dominated was Villa. Like, in yeah, a lot of
1: players and we were away and it happened yeah that's like, the only game where i can say we deserve to lose every single point and we almost yeah. got out with a draw i would have been i would have been ecstatic with the draw that game
0: yeah and so when i look at it i think walker i think more than anything walker needs a rest i think i think that He's fatigue. Overplayed. i think fatigue is more uh, important than most things this year because like Walker's 34 and like you said, he's played far more minutes than everyone else. So he just needs a rest. The weird thing. So the weird tactical thing is like Walker plays this weird role that really nobody else plays on the team. And that's, I think why he starts so much. And I think, so I think actually Guardiola, Playing that yesterday definitely sets the stage for Walker to be rested more. So, I'll, I'll kind of explain what I mean by that. So, Walker is really the only one with the flexibility to either, like, be in that back three of a 3-2 build up or go high and wide because he's got so much pace that he can get back and he's, you know, he's still a fullback. He's not great attacking by any means. Like, he can't hmm. whip in crosses or anything like that, but he provides the width on the right wing because city only have two wingers and they play on the left so um so he like his kind of his way to at least provide width is sort of necessary right what city did yesterday though which which i think was promising and i think it sort of sets the stage for um, for Walker to get some more rest is they did the exact same thing, but on the left side with Gavardial. So he was high and wide on the left, and that allowed there to be a back three, and Walker was in part of the back three, right? Mm. And so I think, like, with if you do that, then Stones and kanji can just go right into Walker's spot, right? Because they're not really – they're not high and wide. And – Really like unless Stones is in the team, Walker sort of needed to be there to provide that. Like if Stones is in the team and can step into midfield from defense, okay, then Walker doesn't really need to be there in the back three. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah, that's I, that's kind of how I see it. Is like I think and, I sees it and, as more of a tactical thing that that nobody else can really do. What Walker does in the team, yep. And I think now that we see Guardiola do it we'll see Walker get a little more rest. And
1: and that's and that's completely completely fair. So we know Walker needs a rest. I can't remember which season it what, what it was. I think it was 1819 or 1920 uh, where Walker had played for like two year or three years straight without resting, right? And he just went through an, a terrible period of form where he was making stupid mistakes, getting caught out of position, or just doing dumb errors, right, when it came to passing. And it was clear that he needed a rest. He's in that same boat now, he's just a lot older. So for me, it needs he needs A the rest. And B, we need to start utilizing Stones. There's no there's no reason why Stones shouldn't have started this game. Even if you have to play him 60 minutes.
0: I think it's right. a I think it's a minutes thing. Since he played midweek, you just wanna like you don't want to pressure yeah. him. Yeah, I
1: was surprised that he even played midweek. <laughs> like, to me, he should even, he should be starting against Palace rather than midweek. And I, I, I get we're trying to, you know, ease him back in because he is he did he has come off a few injuries and we kind of got to wrap him in bubble wrap, <laughs> basically until until you know second half of the season essentially. But for me, yeah, Walker has to be dropped. Like we just have to start doing something different. I'd play Kanji out route, you know, in that position. Do something different. Just change it up, um, because it's it's not. You can't for me if if Walker like even even the first goal against Palace to me it's partly Walker's fault in terms of yeah he ran but then he stopped running instead of sprinting into the middle to help out to stop that cross and he's got the pace to do that so. For me, it's like you're the, you're meant to be the captain, you're meant to be the leading by example, but your performances are not matching what's happening. So, for me, yeah, it, it is a bit of a personnel problem. I think a lot of it does stem from the midfield as well. So, I don't think the midfield is is perfect right now. You know, like I think... Mean, so, yesterday, what well, we played with a Rodri Lewis Foden midfield, essentially, right? Um with with Alvarez up top instead of in the middle, and that's no that's by no means perfect either. So I thought we they had, were very good yesterday, though. They they, they were very that. good. They were very good. But again, when it comes to the end of the game, we can see that jitter and that bit of panic because they're not used to it, right? And we're still the team still is adjusting to these new setup
0: and new tactics and new new positions. Um, I think that could be like I uh, to me I don't know maybe I don't. I don't see it as, I wouldn't necessarily say panic, but like they're just sort of losing their heads because to me, I don't see Phil, (laughs) I don't think so. Like, at least for me, I don't see Phil Foden as panicking. Like he's been in way worse spots. You know what I mean? Mm. Like 90th minute against Crystal Palace. He he played in a Champions League final. You know what I mean? So to me, me that's not panic. It's like, it's just lapses in concentration. Yeah. You know, small lapses yeah. in concentration, right? And that could be also from fatigue, fatigue in a way. Yeah, like yeah the, 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 the players th- that we have playing are
1: overplayed, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, but, and I but, think but, but, that's but okay, going but, okay. to change throughout this year with, like, I think Kovacic and Nunes are going to start getting more minutes. And yeah, I agree with that. Get more of a rest.
1: So so, 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 so we're talking about fatigue, right? And, and then, this, again, I'm going to go back to Pep. So why didn't Pep do a sub? Early on that second okay. half. Okay,
0: here's here's the other. Okay, At John Stones was part. waiting. John Stones was waiting to be subbed on when the penalty happened. <laughs> like, hold on. So for the sub part, honestly, I I really can't fault Pep for not making subs. Like, the only thing I could have even maybe said as a sub is you sub off Alvarez and you sub on Kovacic, and that's about it. And just to provide like just you know go to false nine put Phil in the middle and like million passes shut the game down right but last
1: but last last season pep did a lot of five center back lineups to close off games he's not doing it this season so yeah, bring on like, john uh, bring it, it, the, you, you got 5 minutes left 10 minutes left bring john stones on
0: yeah but five l- center look, backs on
1: you're playing crystal forget, palace Stone, yeah but john stones can play the midfield role so he can do both at the same time so you can close off the game even even better And then the game was
0: closed, though. Like the game was closed. It wasn't, though. (laughs) It was. It was closed. Like they were stupid errors by, especially players who know better, like Bernard Bernard, Bernardo and Foden. Like those are players who know better. So for Pep, like the game was going exactly how he wanted it to go. It wasn't. I would understand if it was stretched and chaotic, and then he didn't make a sub, and you're like, what the heck? Like this. Yeah. This game's kind of gotten out of hand. You need to do something to change it up. But like it looked like City was seeing out the game perfectly fine and then bam, idiotic error. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not like the the game wasn't going mm. a certain way.
1: Yeah. And 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 that's and this is where it gets a bit frustrating and confusing as a City fan trying to trying to trying to decipher what the actual issue is because again, we have given up Leads in you know four of our last five games, right at the death of the games. It's very unusual for this city team to be doing this. So we're looking for answers. We're trying to look for a solution. <laughs> Maybe the solution is, hey guys, fucking focus on the last five minutes. Like I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to decipher because yeah, for me, for me, the main, the main, the main thing is Walker needs a rest. I agree with you 100%. He is beyond fatigue. Like, he needs to, he needs to
0: have a rest. There's no, I, way, no doubt about it. I actually wonder if, Pap, if there's a potential solution that I think would be interesting. I don't know if Pep would do it or not, but I think it would be interesting. And that is try Nunes at right back. No, and I'll say why. Good. And I'll and I'll say why. I'll no, say why. You're, you're too much of a Nunes fan, that's why. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I'll say why. I'll say well, All right, go, Pep go, go. said Explain. in the beginning of the year, I think Pep said in the beginning of the year he can play fullback. But also, like the role that Walker does, Nunes can do that. Like, okay, so I think the biggest issue with Rico Lewis playing right back, I think why Pep doesn't like playing him there. He's just not physical enough, and that's that's not really... He gets, like, bu- he gets bullied. It's not his fault. He's fucking 18, and he's like 5'7". He's just a little guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like He's a great midfielder, but he's a midfielder. You know what I mean? He's not... He, he's just a little... He's just not physical enough in the Premier League to play right back, and that's fine. Nunez, he's, he's more than physical enough. He's like 6 feet tall. He's... He's strong, and he also has loads of pace. So he can play that position, and at least, okay, the the way you also got to think of it is, like, in possession and out of possession are kind of two different roles, right? So out of possession, you're really teaching him to defend a certain area, right? In possession, he doesn't really need to play like a right back. Like, he can invert and go into midfield, or he can kind of push up a little more. And I think Nunez can do both of those things. So it wouldn't surprise me if Pep tried, like he tried Bernardo at left back. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me at all if Nunez... Yeah, and he went terrible. <laughs> if It wouldn't surprise me at all if Nunez, like, didn't get a run or maybe a look at right back just because he's got all of the tools and the skills to play there. And... He like he's got the physicality, he's got the work rate, he's got the pace, and he can step into midfield. So that like that can be an asset. So it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm not saying it's gonna happen, right? But it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if that's a potential solution that Pep looks at, at least temporarily. I don't think Nunes is, is a right back, but you yeah. know, I, a potential I, I, temporary solution. I
1: personally can't see it. <laughs> I can't see Pep doing it. I think, I think the other options there make a lot more sense. Like whether it be John Stones or Kanji or, or or keeping Walker there, etc., still makes a lot more sense than playing Nunes out of position into right back from midfield. Right, so. You know, he's already—it's already a hard thing to adjust to a Pep team, and and even even he's he's even said it about Gavardio, where it's like he's only been here for a few months. I'm not going to put him in the John Stones role, right? He he said that in one of his press conferences, um, where he's like John's been here eight years, like he's seen how uh, how that role works. So it's not, you know, it's not it's not yeah, science to him. So isn't that different, I though? I can't, I can't see him, I just can't see him putting Nunes so out of position unless he's desperate. Right, Where it's like, okay, Walker's injured, Stones is injured, Akanji's injured, who am I going to play? Let me put Nunez out there and give it a go. Similar to when Bernardo did it. it it'll be like a last resort for me. So that, that's my well, that, that's how, the, how I look at it.
0: The way I look at Gavardio, though, is that's, that's a little different, right? Because Gavardio has always been a defender. And so it's like you're teaching him how to be a defensive midfielder. That's mm-hmm. a guy that's always been a defender. Whereas Nunez is a midfielder. So you're essentially saying, hey, in possession, you're going to be a midfielder. And then out of possession, you're going to cover this area. So essentially, you just 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 have to to teach him defensive duties and defensive positioning. But in possession, kind of like Zinchenko. Like Pep taught Zinchenko how to be a left back or Fabian Delph. And they took to it fairly quickly. Yeah. Like... And it's because, like, in possession, they're still a midfielder. It's the out-of-possession stuff. And I think also, I think Nunes is probably better equipped to play fullback than Zinchenko or Fabian Delph, like, just in terms of physicality especially. So I think it's possible. Obviously, it's not, like, I'm not saying Nunes is going to right back anytime soon. But Mm. it wouldn't surprise me if that's, like, a variation we see because – you know, Pep might just want to. Like, that's a. Maybe Nunez is playing really well, and that's a way to get him more minutes as well. Like, maybe he's practicing well, but right now we have a lot of guys in those two number eight spots. So maybe that's a way to Getting get him more time.
1: minutes. T- talking of Nunez, he has impressed in the last couple games that he has played. Um, you know, I, I mean, you were talking, I think, after the Villa game, and I was. <laughs> when I was angry, <laughs> talking about Nunez and and Kovačić, if we if we done mistakes there, but I have to give him credit. Yeah, he he's he, he does have a lot of tools that we can use in this team. It's just about finding the right balance of it, um, and I do think a lot of that balance comes back when it's 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 a bit it's it's annoying to say, but when De Bruyne is back, the team complexion completely changes, and. You know, we—I don't think we've—I think we've had like three of our best players out almost, you know, so many games at so many times this season. And if you think about it, and is going back to the complacency thing, I definitely don't think it's complacency because you don't start the season with six wins if you're complacent about winning the title again, right? So you should start the season that strong for a reason, and that reason is you're a good team and you still want it, right? But a lot of it did start when. Rodri got suspended for three games. You know that that bad run of form has essentially started from there. On the back of that, you know, if if Rodriguez doesn't get suspended, we might get we might get the win at Wolves. We might get the draw at Arsenal, and suddenly the season looks a hundred times different. Um, but it's a compounded issue with key 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 players out at the same time. So Stones, Rodri, Harlan now at the moment. Um, so for me, it is a fatigue thing. A lot of it and. Pep's got to figure out how he wants to do that. I I think Alvarez, for example, needs a rest. I think I I tweeted yesterday, I said, Haaland's injury came at the worst time. Because to me, I I thought Alvarez would have been dropped, you know, one or or two of the last two games um, in the Premier League where Haaland starts up front and you put Foden in the middle, Grealish on the left, um, and then maybe Nunes in midfield instead. But we've been forced to play him, and I think he's exhausted. He looks exhausted when he plays. You know, he's not. There's a lot of times where you expect him to press and he doesn't press as hard as he used to, or you know, things like that. Little, it's a, it's little things sometimes that make a difference. He's and played loads of minutes. Too He's many minutes. loads of minutes. Too many minutes. I think I think so between so I think Walker's played ninety percent of minutes right now, and then after Walker it's Haaland by a little bit, and then it's Alvarez and Foden, and I think Alvarez has played like eighty five percent of all minutes, which is absolutely crazy if you think about it, right? He's played a lot of minutes. For a 22-year-old, um, and he's he's done like 90 minutes right after coming back from South America. You know, two days later, that that adds up to you to a player, right? It's, it's gonna it's gonna affect him at the end of the day. He's not he's not superhuman. He's young, but he's not superhuman, right? And he's just like Walker right now. I think is fatigued. I think Alvarez is in the same boat. I, I kind of wanted both of them to be dropped after the Villa game. I thought you need to shake things up. They're the, they're the two. That have played the most minutes haven't looked the best. Maybe Diaz as well hasn't looked the best either. But I still think, like I thought, Diaz had a great game yesterday.
0: I thought he did too. There's little things other than really that that first goal. I think that first goal he
1: yeah it's 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 little things as well. Yeah, there's little things where he's like stepping off a little bit more than usual. He's not going to tackles where he's second guessing things. But again, you know. I still think he's doing well. The only other player that I kind of want to talk about is Edison. Do you think Edison? I've seen I've seen some chatter about Edison. You know, not making any saves and two shots on target, two goals, and same thing against Tottenham. <laughs> First shot goes in, and to me, Ortega's looked fantastic when he's played. Should Ortega get a shout over Edison? Okay, let me ask and you. You love a you love
0: Ortega. So I'm, a, I'm I'm <laughs> an Ortega stan. I yeah, am so You're gonna stand. say yes. <laughs> I, I no. Like, let me ask you a question. If Ortega played yesterday, wh- like, does anything change? No. Like that. That the first goal was not really the fault of Ederson. Like, it's, no, no, I don't think so. And and then see like, okay, here's the one thing that's annoying, and I know I I don't really see it as a slight on Ederson. I don't remember the last time he saved a penalty. <laughs> yeah, I was, saying, I was saying this on my timeline yesterday. So the last time I think saved, maybe Palace was like eight years ago or whenever on the what was it, Boxing Day or no, New no, Year's so Eve or something like that.
1: The the last penalty save was um, was against Everton in, I think it was, uh, yeah, Everton when Aguero scored two goals in his last game. Apparently yeah, that was the, his last game and that was ago. a dead rubber. Dead Robin about three years ago, four years ago, he he doesn't save penalties. He's terrible at penalty saving. But also, he, even, like even in penalty shootouts that we've had, I don't think he's ever made a save. It's actually the other. It's actually the plays just fucking either missed, skying yeah. it or hitting the post. <laughs> so he's, but like, he's, okay, he's never he's never had a good.
0: I don't think he's ever had a good penalty
1: save. It's also not a reason though, to but, drop yeah. somebody,
0: though. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. think it's kind of dumb, but at the same time, like. Penalty shootouts are just kind of a crap shoot, and he's not good at them, but nah. just penalty kicks in general are just do, not. Do, so I'm not going to s- fault him for that. Do you think he could have done better on the first call? No. I mean, like that, what is he going to jump out? You would have left your goal way too exposed. And yeah. Like, the, I don't think there's anything he could have done there. I think he made that mistake earlier in the game where he almost gave away a penalty. Like when he, Ooh, yeah, that's he just right. rushed out and completely missed. I, I
1: totally forgot about that. He should have been red carded.
0: Eh, been. It's close, to, but also to me,
1: to, to me, it was a clear red card. I, if you, if I'm being, if I take my blue tinted glasses off. <laughs> he got away with one. I'd say that much. He should. have been sent like, off. if we if we're being, okay. if we're being like, you know, trying to keep consistency across the league, then he should have been sent off. Yeah.
0: So there's also. Like, I don't think Ederson has made those mistakes as much. I think it was, like, the kind of beginning of last year where we saw those a lot, where he would rush out and just completely get it wrong. And I feel like that's the first time, really, this year where we've seen that, where he's just got it wrong rushing out. Um, I I just don't – I don't see enough to where I think – yeah, city should should bench Ederson. Like I love Ortega, you know I do, but mm. it's it's weird that the culture of football is like that's a big deal when you bench your keeper. I I feel like it should be more normalized where it's okay to like you know switch your keepers around and stuff. But in reality, like that's just a big deal when you bench your keeper. And yeah, there's, there's always it a wouldn't surprise one. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Ortega got most of the run in the Club World Cup, though, just because like he deserves it.
1: That is interesting. Who does that? Oh, I think the Club World Cup Pep's gonna treat it the same way he treats the Champions League, though. I I expect I expect Edison to start those, only because Pep does. He's gonna value it, which which is a good yeah. segue. A good segue into this by the way what do you what do you how is a club world cup important for you
0: <laughs> yes yes absolutely it is and i'll tell you why it's not that like the competition is the greatest because clearly not it's mm-hmm. because it is the most exclusive competition to get into right like you have to win from europe
1: Day. yeah yeah from europe yeah it's very hard
0: i mean from anywhere really i mean even if yeah, you're you got you gonna win your you got to win your continent that's not easy, and obviously it's it's harder in Europe just because the competition is higher in Europe. But it's hard everywhere. it is like who is the South American team? Is it Boca or Fl- Fluminense? Fluminense, yeah, yeah, Fluminense. Like that's not easy even for Brazilian teams. You got a bunch of good Brazilian teams. You have good Argentinian teams. Like it's not easy, and I think it's important. Just because it's a competition that City have never been in, so that's another trophy that City can win that they've never won before. And you know, obviously, if it's something like Real Madrid, we want it, we right want to us- win the Champions League all the time, and they're just like, whatever. It's another Club World Cup that's different. But I think it's just because City have never been in it, and it's it's such an exclusive trophy that they need to go out and win
1: it. Yeah, and I, I want to be able to say we're world champions. Sounds nice. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> and and it, to be fair, nice. this is this is the last iteration of this Club World Cup. So,
0: oh, aren't the, they changing
1: it to allow more teams in? Correct, and it's become it's going to become every four years. It's actually going to become a bit more prestigious as well. So, so I think in twenty twenty
0: five June,
1: no, yeah, June twenty twenty five, the Club
0: World Cup will be. Um, a thirty. Like the last four course. Champions League winners as well, so City will be in it automatically.
1: Yeah, we'll be in that one definitely. The 2025 version. Um, uh, and that'll so be fun. Was-
0: we'll be in League One and be in the <laughs> World Club World <laughs> right, and,
1: Cup. Yeah, I guess he'll also be there. So, Chelsea, he'll also be with us in League One. <laughs> <laughs> no other English teams will be representing England. It would just be the two Chelsea. cheating clubs in Chelsea and Man City.
0: <laughs> Chelsea will be there probably by their performances, though, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> they'll probably just get relegated on their own. They don't need help. They don't <laughs> that, need help from point deductions.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so they'll, they'll be the only two teams in there. Like, So, Liverpool can't get in. Uh, United can't get in. All of them can't get in anymore because this was the last year that you can win a Champions League and also get a qualification as well. So, uh, I think only Arsenal can get in if they win the Champions League this season. Potentially, the, yeah, I'm not they're, sure they're the last one that can get potentially get in. So, um, but also, uh, so that's why you know it though.
0: You know what's like kind of really nerve wracking about this competition though is that like city is overwhelmingly better than all of these teams. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) yeah, so it's like if you lose it, that is so embarrassing. Because like, when was the last time a European team didn't win it? It's been a while.
1: I think chelsea in 2020 2012 though
0: the last time do <laughs> yeah so that's <laughs> yeah. The, honestly the most nerve-wracking thing of all of it is yeah you expect like, it to win it, so you yeah. is there's very little reward and there's a lot of risk like the risk <laughs> is if we lose, it's embarrassing it the reward is like oh congrats you won the club world cup that everyone wins from europe which i still think <laughs> is cool but it's like just on that stage, that that part is nerve wracking, but I do think it's a nice. It comes at a nice time where, like, city can kind of like they can go to Saudi Arabia, they can sort of like remove themselves, unwind, reset mentality a little bit. I think that's definitely a thing. Ah, oh, in in a way, I'm. It's a bit of both.
1: It's like well, yes and no because. So, we play the next game, the next Premier League game that we play is against Everton, I think, on the 28th of December um, or 27th of December. And it's at Goodison Park, mind you, which is a, yeah, it's a hotbed right now, especially they're in very good form. They're playing very, very, very well. So, it's scary to play that game. And when we go into that game, we could potentially be 12 points behind Liverpool,
0: which is crazy to think about. Like, yeah. I just think mentally for the guys, it's like, you go to Saudi Arabia, you play in this different competition. And especially if you win, like now you're celebrating a trophy. Like it's, it's sort of like, right. Cause I feel like at some point it's it, when you start dropping points, the way city have done it in these last couple games where um, you're, you're doing it at the end of games, it, it can almost become like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like, Everton get that or not? Everton Palace get that one goal, and all of a sudden it starts creeping in your head, and and so I think just sort of from a mentality perspective of like these guys get to go somewhere warm, you know, play for a Maybe week, hit the reset, button. go get a, yeah, yeah, go get another trophy, hit the reset button a little bit, and it's sort of like almost like a mini vacation for them, you know, just it just sort of allows them to clear their heads. And so I, I think it can be good for that.
1: Hopefully, I'm hoping I'm hoping Harlan's fit as well. I think I think Harlan's fitness is super important, but not just because of Haaland's skill level, but also to give Alvarez a rest. So I'm hoping he he, he does come back. it. I think he they said I think Pepper said he might not play the first game, which is on the, <clears throat> on the Wednesday, but he might play the Sunday game, which will be the final if we make it. Um, that's fine. Ease him back. That's fine. Yeah. With that. And then we come back to play Everton at Goodison Park, which I think is essentially a must-win. I, I don't, I don't really want to say it's a must-win, but it, I think it is. You have to go in that game and beat Everton at Goodison Park. You got no choice.
0: You yeah. I, I mean, I I don't like counting anything as a must-win unless it like really is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if it's like you know Villa two years ago, the last day, like that's. Leg- yeah. An actual must win, right? <laughs> but, um, so I don't like counting something as a must win, but I, I definitely think that, uh, it's an incredibly important game. Yeah. Well, last, last yeah, question yeah. before we, last question before we close off. Do you think we're still in the title race? Yeah. Like I said, worst, worst case scenario city six points back. Okay. You know what i mean and i and you know kind of the theme of what we've talked about today is city have been playing exceptionally well and we're still dropping points like i think that's a lot better of a position to be in than city aren't good enough yeah you know because that's the alternative is city isn't good enough and like we just don't have it this year and arsenal or liverpool or whoever are better and that's not the case. So I think in, I think that's definitely something that will get fixed, or at least it'll, it'll get better throughout
1: the season. Yeah. I, I think if we had four out of six performances that looked like Aston Villa, you'd be concerned considering yes. when you had the one and every other game, we should have won essentially. Then for me, it's not, it's not a concern yet, but the results do have to
0: start showing. So here's, here's the last thing. Now, it's sort of been an overarching theme of, like, fatigue and guys are getting too many minutes. Do you think City go into the transfer market in January? Depends what happens. So there's a lot of chatter about
1: Phillips um, going, right, in January. The last rumors coming out is he might be going to Juventus, Juventus on loan or even somewhere else in the Premier League on a permanent transfer, right? So... I feel like if we do sell him, they might have an appetite to go out in the market and get someone. But I just can't see City doing business in January. It's just not their thing. They just don't do it. in In I think in Pep's entire time here, the I think we've bought a couple players in January, one being Laporte, and I can't
0: they remember. They tried the to get Marez. And They've they tried- ended up getting him in yeah. the summer because uh, Lester wanted too much money for him.
1: Correct, and that's that, and that's the that's the disadvantage of a January transfer window. People know you're desperate, and then they try to charge a markup, and then you look like mugs when it doesn't turn out right because you haven't paid for the player. And it was the same thing. I remember Sanchez when we didn't get him in the summer. We tried again in January. Didn't work out. He, went, he ended up at United. Um, they're the only times that I can remember like us really going out in the January market. We just we just don't tend to. Like we, I remember, I remember, you know, this time last season, you know, a lot of chatter was around go get a left back replacement for because Kinsella was leaving, and it was like, mm-hmm. how can you let Cancela go without replacing him, and that looked really bad at the time. So I because it was on
0: like deadline day too. Yeah, it was on
1: deadline day, and then we had no left backs. I think we had one fullback at the time, which was Walker. That's how that's how that's how, that's how people were looking at. That was a, that was a frame of mind of yeah. how everyone was looking at. I was like. This doesn't make sense. How can we go the rest of the season without Cancelo when we're nine points behind Arsenal and when we're in a state of transition and then you know, four months later we won the treble and we don't even need Cancelo. No one, no one even thinks about Cancelo right now. So I just can't see it. For those reasons where the management just goes, the cost of doing business is too high for what you're going to get back and previous years has proven that getting no one in January doesn't make a difference, they won't get anyone. I can't see it. Maybe Paquetta. But his trial doesn't look anywhere near done. There's been no news on it. There's been nothing no no news on that on that front. So unless something happens in the next month and a half where he get potentially clear, then City might go back in. But yeah, know, I, West, and West Ham in Europa League, like their round of 16 Europa League, they they okay. might say, no, we're not selling now. You can wait till the summer and pay $85 million then. We're not giving them up now.
0: Well, okay. With Paquetta, that's definitely the most plausible one in January if he gets cleared, obviously. I actually don't think West Ham would have a huge problem selling because they signed Kudus in anticipation of Paquetta either leaving or getting suspended for That's a, true. A, an extended That's period. True. But, but, thing. So they but, still but have kudos. Like Correct. Okay. But yeah. also, I think the other thing is, I think early on in the season, and this is complete conjecture, I don't know this, but I think pretty early on in the season, City realized, like, oh, we need another body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that City has probably been planning for a January signing for some time. And that, that that's is, why that I is, think it's not as true. much a, I don't think it's necessarily a panic signing, which many January signings are. Um, And I also don't think it would be an expensive type of signing unless it's Paquetta, which like, you know, it's going to be expensive, yeah. but they already, that's sort of baked into it. Right. Um, So I think it, w- I wouldn't rule out some sort of like, cheaper type of signing. Like, well, uh, Barco is a little different because I know, like, we, we've we seen a lot of links to um, that left back from Boca Juniors, Valentin Barco. That's, that's different, right? Because a 19-year-old left back from Boca Juniors isn't going to make a huge impact on your team in January. But so bringing him over is more of just, this is when you bring him over rather than, um, rather than he, he's going to make an immediate impact on the team.
1: Um, yeah, it's, I it's think sim- it's, potentially... It's, it's similar to us bringing in um in January last season.
0: Yeah, everyone, kind everyone of. Everyone just looked
1: at him and goes like, yeah, we're just looking to look at him for six months and then we'll see where he lands and then he lands in Spain anyway. So
0: I, I think he's a little better than that, but it's kind of like if we brought Alvarez in January. It's like maybe he'll have an impact, but maybe not. You just don't know. And so I think that potential signings could be, like, a player that's more experienced that's sort of ready to go, if it's not pa- Paquetta, right? It, like, somebody like a Tony Cruz. I'm not saying it's going to be Tony Cruz, but somebody like that, where yeah, I've seen links he to can Kimmich. come in and he can do a job. Like, Kimmich, well, here's the weird thing about Kimmich. Um, so, he's got a year left this summer on his deal, okay? Okay. He wants. This is from Christian Falk, who's pretty plugged in at Bayern. Um, he's got a year left on his deal. He wants more money. Bayern are saying right now that he doesn't deserve more money because his performances haven't reflected that. And he's also looking around at hiring an agent, which he has never had, which could potentially signal like that he wants to leave. And also, he, him, and Tuchel just do not get along. And also. I think it's worth noting as well, like to take this with a grain of salt, because Tuchel could get canned at any time. They're not doing great in the Bundesliga, correct? And so, like, would it surprise me if Thomas Tuchel was sacked and they get somebody in and Kimmich is happy and signs a new deal? Exactly. Honestly, that's the more likely scenario. Yeah, but um, it is something to keep an eye out for for sure. For for me, that
1: expensive attacking midfielder that we desperately need comes in the summer. In, in the form of you know Florian Words or Massiala or someone else that we just don't know yet. Or even potentially Paquetta. It's 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 I as much as I'd like to see City sign someone in January, because I do think we need that one extra body. Um I just can't see it. I just I, I know I just know how City operate. You know, like you said, they could be looking at a lot of options because they know they need a body. But they'll come and they'll look around, they'll they'll scout players, they'll look at different different options and they go, well okay we tried, but it's gonna cost us this much more than we expected, and we're just not gonna do it.
0: <laughs> we'll wait yeah, I, I mean, I don't think yeah. they would overpay. So that's the other thing is like it would be problem, a cheaper yeah. depth type of signing. Like if they were to go after a player like Tony Cruz, that would be an incredibly cheap signing. And if it yeah. wasn't cheap, they wouldn't do it. Correct. But like, I, like I've seen links to
1: us going after um, Douglas the in this, in, in this January, and I'm just like, no, not that's not happening.
0: Happen. No, like, like I don't, Aston and Bill, I also like, don't think. I like, they're not going to do that. Well, then they're yeah. not going to, like, City's not going to do that because Douglas yeah. Louise is playing really well. He's going to come here to be Ederson's, or to be Rodri's backup. Backup. No, right. he's not going to do that. You're you're going to need someone who doesn't require as many minutes or is so up and coming that they're not going to require as many minutes. So it could yeah. be somebody like, like that guy Andre that plays for say, yeah, in Brazil. Yeah who's 20 years old or 21 years old. and, and That makes the most sense for me. 30 yeah. million pounds. But even then, or that won't be that
1: won't be an impact signing for this season, right? It'd be like, okay, we got another body in.
0: Yeah, may, it m- might ha- be. It might not be. You don't how know, how at least yeah. he can get some minutes. Yeah, how many games
1: is he going to get in a run-in if we're in a title race or, or a Champions League mm-hmm. final? It's like running <laughs> it, it, to the final, right? But,
0: so it's things like that. I honestly think Tony Cruz would be a good signing if... true because he like I think that's kind of what City need is they need somebody a little more like he brings a mentality right he's played for Pep which is great he's technically obviously like an amazing midfielder has been world class for many years now right and still still can do a job so he's not going to require a ton of minutes you know he'll do a job when he comes in and you know that he brings a mentality that you want in your team from a very experienced player, because he's he's thirty four. He's won the Champions League, however many times, what like six seven times. He's won the league. He like, I think he's a consummate professional. And yeah. so yeah, he'd it, it, it fit. That's the that's the only one where it makes sense. But then it,
1: again, it comes to is the other team willing to do business. Right at this time of the year, so that's the always difficult part about any January sign that you want to do.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, with all that transfer talk, let's wrap
1: this thing up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try definitely do another pod. Um, again, probably next week. Should maybe do after the Club World yeah. Cup. We've got two just a nice little event season. session. Yeah, it was. It was good. It, it was good to get that off there my chest beat. because. Yeah. Both of us, I think, needed it. we were both pretty pissed off, I'd say, after yesterday's game. Um, with a few messages that we sent to each other, about yeah, <laughs> right after the game, it was like, "Yeah, this is. I'm not happy." <laughs> so this was good therapy. I think. I think my head's a little bit clearer about where we're at, where what we, what City needs to do, where Pep probably needs to get more involved. I think even Pep was pissed off. So, look, I'm. How can it, you not be? Yeah, I, look and. We'll be fine. We always, we always will be. And if we, if we don't, we're still the fucking trouble. Winning Blues. So who gives a shit?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the other part. Yeah, just enjoy the ride. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna yeah. go to sleep. It's 11:30 p.m. here in Sydney.
0: Um, I'm gonna go to sleep. It's 7:30 a.m. here. <laughs> <laughs> You're catching up. I'm on gonna s- go back to sleep. <laughs> You're catching up on sleep for, for having a newborn. So
1: I totally understand. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, I'll probably I mean, I'll try to wake up for Arsenal Brighton starts in about an hour and a half. So yeah, that'll be good. If you want to watch that, I'll probably
1: watch that in the morning. But anyways, thanks guys, thanks for listening, and uh see you we'll guys back soon. Cheers, guys, bye.